and welcome to Pokemon Go podcast. Uh, as you can tell, since Charles is not doing the introduction, he is not here tonight. Uh, but I do have a very special guest here tonight, Coach Kev413. He is an awesome Twitch streamer. He does a lot of uh, Wayfair stuff on Twitch. Um, actually, on, on Thursday nights, just like us, uh, starting usually at about 9 o'clock Eastern, right? Usually around, I try between 9 and 9.30. 9 and 9.30, yeah. Because uh, we've raided you a few times after we've uh, finished up here. Um, and yeah, and he's been having guests on lately and having a lot of fun. It's been great to tune into his stream right after ours, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Charles is actually currently on a, uh, a set as an extra. Um he, he tries to get some of those gigs every now and again, uh, being that he's from Atlanta. So there's a lot of uh, film and television companies that do their filming there. Um, I do know the project he's on. I'm, maybe I'm not supposed to, but he told me that I'm not supposed to say it out loud. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll keep that secret. Uh, he is very excited about it, though. Very, very excited. Um, so... For those that are here live and and uh, that are l looking at the VOD, you get to see the uh, the glorious image of a younger Charles uh, sitting there in his place. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go ahead and get started with the experiences of the week. Coach Kev, what have you uh, you done this past week? Actually, to be honest with you, um, I have really been enjoying the outdoors with the nice weather, and I've been spending a lot of times in my a lot of time in my local parks and just casually playing with other trainers that I haven't seen for a while. And, you know, with Niantic making a lot of moves to get the community back together and everything, I think it's working out great. So I don't have any particular experiences of the week, like any great catches or anything like that, but my experience is just seeing people out there again. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and we have a lurker here, Rock God of Pod, whoever that jerk is, <laughs> lurking in the chat. <laughs> um, yeah, so this past week, um, I got a Latios. Um, I defeated... Um, why am I blanking on his name? Giovanni. I defeated Giovanni and got a Shadow Latios, which, in general, Shadow Latios isn't anything to write home about. Um, I mean... Shadow Mega Latios is, is a bit better, but just regular uh, Latios is nothing. And actually, I'm looking at it. I don't see a button to Mega Evolve uh, Shadow Latios. Uh, then, uh, unless I missed it. Let me let me look at it again. Yeah, no. I can purify and power up, but I can't. Uh, there's no button there to Mega Evolve. So I don't know if uh, I haven't looked into that. Maybe Mega uh, Shadows can't Mega Evolve. Um, but yeah, I've been defeating a bunch of uh, Rocket people this past week. Um, and so I've got a bunch of new Shadow Pokemon. I did a, a Tapu Fini raid. Um, so grabbed that. Uh, the Water Fairy uh, Tapu Fini. Um, yeah, basically just throw some grass and electric types at it um yeah the wf professor is saying you can't uh mega shadow pokemon so there we go um but yeah that's that's kind of sad that you can't maybe mega. once you purify it if it was a if it was good enough to purify which a lot of people are against purifying shadows maybe then you can uh 
mega evolve it, but I'm not sure on that. Yeah, I wonder if it's if it's worth it. Uh, do I not have any purified Pokemon? Oh, not with age seven on it. Um, but yeah, yeah, the I don't know. I, I'm not that big into to, uh, into Megas in general, so I'm not that worried about it. Let's see. Do I have anybody? Sableye has a Mega. His his Mega Mega Sableye's in the game, right? Or am I blanking on that? Mega Sableye, yeah. Me I Wait, no, no, Mega Sableye, no. I was thinking Shadow. Okay, okay. So they Not haven't Mega. put Mega Sableye into the game just yet. Um, yeah, maybe I don't have any um, purified Pokemon that can Mega evolve just yet. Most of my stuff, I mean, I, have, I haven't evolved hardly anything of, that I've got Mega or I've got purified. So, um, yeah. So the WF Professor says, says not yet. So. Um, <laughs> Charles is complaining about the picture that he's got. <laughs> oh, Charles. You know, if you were here, we wouldn't have to worry about the picture. Now, would we? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Charles, I'm sorry. Charles, responding to your comment in the chat. You don't have to ever thank me for, for helping out and being there. You guys are always there for me and and have always you know just the content you provide you and joe always you know kept me entertained while i'm driving around in the car i'm sorry being a passenger in the car playing pokemon <laughs> go and it's the least i could do especially with the support you guys have been giving me on my own twitch stream i really appreciate it yeah coach kev is pretty awesome pretty awesome indeed well, let's go ahead and take a look at the uh, experiences of the week in our discord um so let's see go back to the fifth <laughs> uh i do recall looking at that one the sixth okay so we've got ooh shift works with a shiny shadow execute uh man it, i wonder if anybody in our discord i don't remember seeing one has a shiny shadow hundred percent iv pokemon like that right there is like the unicorn yeah. uh and then tugas rose showing off uh their um emulga uh it's got a hundo emulga named it herschel after um after his real life sugar glider adorable little guy and then we've got devo site with a, uh, a a very nice uh, Latios, so got it right up to the twenty five hundred mark. So I assume he's going to try to use it in um, Ultra League. And then we've got Nulti with three new Hundos: a Merrill, a Firo, and a Dodrio, uh, as well as six Shinies. Uh, the brand new Lapras with the bow, shiny Lapras with the the bow tie. Uh, shiny Timpole, Zubat, Kangaskhan, Skarmory, and Psyduck. Uh, and then we've got Postiwan Kenobi <laughs> with uh, <laughs> with his shinies glitching out. Uh, got two uh, Kangaskhan, and uh, neither of them show up. Their sprites didn't want to uh, populate. So, yeah, good stuff. And then for the discussion from this past week, uh, actually, real quick, Coach Kev, do you PvP much? 
Um, I'm a very casual PvP okay. person. I, I do get to my rank 20 every season just to get those rewards, but I struggle to get past that. I think one time I made it to 21, but it was super lucky. I'm not I'm not that great at it. Okay, so but it sounds like you still, even though you, you consider yourself casual, you still PvP more than I do. Um, so our la this last week we asked uh, how impactful are status moves in PvP. Uh, now, for some people that might be a little bit of a misnomer because when they think status moves, they think um, stuff that sleeps or paralyzes. Uh, for Pokemon Go, we are specifically talking about um, stat altering moves. Uh, and so our first comment comes from Moose three four seven says. <laughs> they say, what's a status move? And then they go on to say, my PvP strategy, number one, look up rankings and PvP poke. Number two, cry that I don't have enough Stardust to power up. Number three, find Pokemon closest to the CP cap. Number four, notice how far down the rankings they are in PvP poke and cry again. <laughs> Five, use move set assigned in PvP poke. Number six, use move in PvP, seven <laughs> shout, oh, when something extra happens. And number eight, don't change strategy at all with new knowledge. And number nine, repeat. Um, yeah, that's that's actually even more than I do to be honest I like I'm I'm so casual when it comes to PvP uh, I just I, I skip half those steps and just try to find uh, Pokemon that are closest to the CP cap for the current PvP range and uh, then I just try to make sure that I don't have too many that are the same weakness so that I, at least I, I stand somewhat of a chance even if it's not a very uh, well thought out chance. So. Yeah, that that sounds very similar to the strategy I used to. I mean, but what I've learned, no, no matter what team you have, you do a little research online, you get together a decent three. As long as you put the time in and you do the battles and it doesn't bore you and you find a way to make it fun, you're going to end up getting to that rank 20. I believe the, the system's set up for that. You know, it, you just got to put the time in and, and you'll rank up. Yeah, well, and that's... I mean, the rest of this game is enough of a grind that I I really just don't care to to PvP. That's that's part of the grind that I, I decide not to do. Well, well, that's the beauty of this game. There's so many different things you can do, and you don't have to do them all. You know, you could pick the ones that you like and just go with it. Exactly, exactly. This is this is definitely a game. Well, uh, games in general. Play them how you want to play them. I mean, unless the game forces you to play it a specific way. Because there's definitely games that railroad you. But uh, there's so many games nowadays. You can play them in so many different ways. Um, the WF Professor says it hurts when I PvP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I don't I don't I don't care for PvP. Uh, now we we probably have some comments over on Spotify, uh, and I tried brief i don't use spotify really at all and so i was trying to look up where those comments get stored um before the show started and i, I couldn't find them so uh next week when charles is back um we will take a look at, at those discussion uh points from uh from that and then actually the week after that so next week will be me and charles again the week after that i'll be actually uh, on vacation at the beach. So Charles will be 
either have someone filling in or he'll be flying solo or something. But uh, yeah. Enjoy so that and, beach. Yeah. Actually, the ne- like the next month is going to be sporadic for us in general uh, between Charles and I. Uh, there was one, one of these. I, I think we're actually going to miss a week or two within the next month, to be honest, um, as far as recordings go, because uh, Charles and I just had some crazy schedules coming up. So I don't know if Charles is going to uh, fly solo if uh, in two weeks or maybe it's in four weeks, because I've got two, uh, two different vacations coming up, one to the beach and one uh, to visit family up in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. So maybe while I'm up in Pennsylvania, I'll get some bouffant, though. I was in Pennsylvania over Mother's Day weekend. My mom has a house in the Poconos, and I spent time with her there. Oh, nice. Was that within the range of... Uh, did you play any Pokemon Go? Was that in the range of uh, Buffalo's area? Well, I have Buffalo right where I live, in here in Jersey, in North Jersey oh. is where I live. And okay. I have that, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Buffalo's range was a lot bigger than I thought it would be when they first announced it. Yes. When they first announced it, I thought I was going to have to maybe go over into New York City or something, but I, I ended up just having them here in my hometown. And as far as in the Poconos, I don't remember seeing any, but I'm pretty sure they're probably there. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, I used to go, I used to live in Pennsylvania. We used to go camping in the Poconos quite a bit. So fun times. <laughs> <laughs> So, and the and when I lived up there, the beach we went to would, was Wildwood. So that was fun. Okay. Anyway, um, we're going to go ahead and go to a brief commercial break. And when we come back, we, we do have a few sources, uh, but we also want to talk a bit about uh, our expectations for this upcoming GoFest and just experiences with uh, past events as well. So here we go to a break. All right, so there we go. That'll be about a 30-second break, and then we'll come back in. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming here. I thought, I, to be honest, I thought more people said they were going to Yeah, be uh, here. to be honest with you, I feel bad when I have to leave. I don't want to leave you hanging, but... <laughs> uh, it'll be all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when, when you have to take off, I, I've got some sources here. We'll talk about... Um, some of the past events and stuff, and then I've got some sources, and uh, I actually have a couple of speak pipes that I pulled up ahead of time as well. So mm-hmm. I looked up how to how to get access to those. So and since they won't, they'll play over the stream, but they won't play over Discord. Uh, so I'll I'll save those for after you uh, head out, and then random that trivia and whatnot. So <laughs> sounds good. But. All right, and we're back. Uh, so yeah, uh, we wanted to talk a bit tonight about past GoFest ex- GoFest experiences. Um, Coach Kev, have you ever been to any of the GoFests back before COVID when they were in Chicago? Or I mean, they did have a couple in other places, but um, were you able to attend any of those in person? Yes, I actually attended the the most recent one they had in Chicago, the last one that they had, and I also attended uh, Japan when they had that one. Oh wow, nice! How was yeah. the Japan one? I haven't actually talked to anybody that went to the one in, uh, to any of the events in Japan. The the 
experience I had in Japan was amazing. It's like one of the most beautiful countries I ever been to. The how clean it is and how how much pride they take in in their country was very impressive to me. The weather though, I'm not a hot weather person. <laughs> it, it was over a hundred degrees every day I was there. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it it was it was killing me. The weather was killing me, but. It's something that I'm never going to forget. And if I ever have the opportunity to be able to go back, I definitely will. That is awesome. Um, do a lot of people, I've, I've never, well, I've been to Canada, but I mean, that's not really out of the, I mean, it's out of the country technically, but I, that's the only place I've been outside of the United States. So mm. we're, are they pretty accommodating to English speakers? Cause I, I, I don't know. Do you speak Japanese? No, I don't. But uh, they had very good apps on my. I had very good apps on my phone through Google, like Google Translate and stuff. That the technology nowadays is amazing. I was able to just like scan my phone over menus and signs, and it would translate it for me in real time, like right away. So it was very simple for me, and their transit out there was very simple to use. So. I don't speak Japanese. Not many people out there spoke English, but surprisingly, it didn't affect anything. It was very easy for me to navigate and get around. Nice. I could imagine that being a uh, a very good benefit when uh, Google Glasses actually finally goes somewhere. Being able to translate on the go just by looking at something mm -hmm. <laughs> that would be pretty yeah, that pretty sweet. Be, that that would I could I could imagine how it would uh, work, definitely based on my experience with uh, translating the menus and the signs and everything in real time. That's pretty awesome. Um, so when you tried to talk to them, did you just put something into Google Translate and, and have them read your phone? They they knew how to use it too. So I would hand my phone off to them, and they would type what they wanted to say in, and I would type what I wanted to say in, and I had the automatic translate on. And also there was um, another part of the app that we could just talk in our language, and it would translate it as soon as they were done talking. Nice, yeah, it's so amazing what technology can can do these days. So that is awesome yeah. um so yeah. but the the pokemon go especially was good uh did they have a lot of stops and, and gyms and everything was oh yeah it was it was loaded it was loaded and the pokemon go fest in japan was actually broken into three separate parks it wasn't all in one big area and you had to pick what park you wanted to go to but when you got there the game worked in any park okay nice man that would be pretty awesome pretty stellar indeed uh, and then, oh, sorry, go on. No, no, I, I'll post some pictures when I get a chance in the Discord. I do have a lot of photos on my phone, so I'll share them. Okay, yeah, that would be awesome to see those. Um, and then you also said you went to, to GoFest. I'm trying to remember. I don't think you met up with us while we were there a few years no. back. No, I really didn't meet up with anybody from the... Uh, content creators world when i was there i wasn't that much into it i wasn't listening to many podcasts or anything like that at the time i just hung out with my local community we had a group of about 10 people from my hometown that went and just hung out with them okay but we probably walked past each other while we yeah. were there and just didn't know it 
I'm sure we did. <laughs> It'd be crazy looking through uh, old pictures and spotting each other in the background of some of our pictures or something. That'd be nuts. That'd be funny. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so GoFest has definitely changed since they went global. Um, be- I mean, because of the pandemic, they've gone global the last few years. And... Um, while it's nice that more people get to participate, I I really do miss that the big in person uh, event. Um, you know, Charles and I I think we even talked about it in the the last podcast. But it's not so much that we're actually playing with the people that are near us. Um, it's just seeing everybody having fun, and it's it's really who you're playing, who you're actually playing with. Like you, you said you had a group of like ten people uh, from your local area at at the GoFest in Chicago, and uh, I don't. Did you have anybody with you that you were playing with in Japan? In Japan, yes, I had uh, one one person that I was friends with here in my hometown. The way that happened, we were just hanging out one day. I think it was on a community day or something, and we were sitting at our local coffee shop, which is was a hot spot for for Pokemon Go players to meet up during community days. And we just looked at each other and said, "Let's go to Japan." And we did it on a whim, like within two three days, we had it booked right after that. That is awesome just just on a whim wow it was a spur of the moment type like we went with our emotions at the time and that's what we wanted to do and we did it that is fantastic um i i couldn't do that mostly because i don't actually have a passport handy but um and i don't even i haven't looked into um, what Japan's uh, COVID restrictions are, because a lot of other countries still have a lot of COVID restrictions on travel and whatnot uh, yeah. in place. And so, yeah, the the world will, will eventually get back to more normal. But for now, yeah, we'll see. I would love to go to Japan someday. I'm a I'm a huge anime fan, and obviously Pokemon fan. And I mean, Pokemon is also an anime. So, but uh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just amazing. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, so Charles and I, we were talking about how, you know, GoFest uh, and just events in general are so much better when you've got people to play with. Um, and, again, like I said, it's not necessarily the random people that you're walking around um, but actually people that you're playing with that you know and you can share that experience. Oh, I just got a shiny. Oh, I just got a, a hundo. Which, I mean, if you got a hundo, then chances are the, the per- people, unless it came from, came from incense, that they're like, oh, I need to get that one. It, it's a hundo. Um, and so, yeah, uh, it's just, it's it's a very different experience. Um, and even if it's outside of an event, being able to play with other people is a lot of fun, too. Uh, uh, many years ago, uh, what was it, probably four four or five years ago. Uh, El Barto, he's from our, our Discord as well. Uh, he was visiting Chattanooga because of his work, and uh, I met up with him a couple of times to just go walking and, and catch Pokemon, um, actually the same park that Charles and I went to this last community day. And it just it makes, it makes all the difference, being able to just talk and have fun and socialize. Um, 
And yeah, so I don't mind um, Niantic trying to get us out and about more, um, but that's playing with with the. I mean, this might sound bad, but playing with the community uh, of uh, a community of randos doesn't doesn't do it for me. But playing with people I know in the community that is a fantastic experience. Um, and I maybe I just need to be more outgoing and meet people that I'm that I'm playing near during events. How could, how could you say you're not outgoing? You're on a podcast. You're talking to the masses. You know, you're, every, everybody, you know, who's into the Pokemon Go podcasting community, they all know you and stuff. So you can't say you're not outgoing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's, it's different when you're in person versus uh, me sitting in the basement uh, talking over a microphone. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, no, I get that. Uh, Tukas Rose here in the chat says, uh, complete, uh, complete one of my favorite memories from this past safari event was inviting people to, to a raid uh, near the end of my playing time. Uh, you were there. He's talking about me. Uh, Shiftworks was there um, and some other friends of his too. Yeah. Uh, air, air support has been fantastic for the game and I am I, I, I'm not going to lie I am worried with all of their push to get us out and about again I'm worried that they're going to eventually phase out remote raid passes I, I hope I'm wrong I really 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 hope I'm wrong well my take on that is when if you remember when they first introduced remote rating there were certain restrictions on it like one the person who was doing the invites had to be at the physical gym in order to send the invite um there was a damage nerf when you're remote rating you don't do as much damage and all those were taken away for the sake of covid so i do think remote rating will always be in game but i do think it's going to be a little more difficult and those the original planet will probably come back okay that would make sense and um when they first put out remote raids they said that it was an introductory price and that um it would eventually go up in price we haven't seen the price go up and so there's a chance that that will happen as well. Um, so they bring back the restrictions you were just talking about. And in addition, they make the remote raid passes cost more coins to purchase as well. I don't, um, I don't know about the, the I mean, they got to tread carefully when it comes to the cost of things. I, I don't get too upset when they take away the, the nerves that were set in place due to COVID. I'm not getting too upset with that because eventually I think it should go back to the way it was. But when it comes to the to the money they're making and stuff, like a dollar for a remote mate raid, I mean, how much more can you go? I think that's something I think that will trigger the community in a negative way. Okay. Yeah, and the uh, the WF professor says that they've already uh, reduced the remote raiders' damage again. Oh, okay. So, so they've already catch up to that. Yeah, I I didn't either. So, so yeah, so apparently they've already put that back in place, um, which again will make the mega legendary raids even harder because you already need basically about eight people for it to be safe. And so, yeah, basically you'd have to have two, two separate people there physically and they'd have to have almost all of their people that they invite join uh, in order to to take them down effectively, 
So yeah, I, I did see uh, I did see an increase of people at in-person raids when the uh, when the mega legendaries were introduced. It I, I did see more people meet up because you did need a lot more trainers in the lobby to be able to defeat it. It was a lot harder. Yeah, it it actually kind of reminds me a bit of uh, when Lugia first came out to raids. I mean, a lot of people, their Pokemon weren't that high because back then people just didn't have high CP Pokemon. It was still early on in the game. Um, but you needed, you know, like 14, 15 people for it to be a safe raid back then. Um, mm -hmm. Because, you know, people who are showing up to raids are, you know, level 25, level 30, um, and their Pokemon aren't that great. I remember... Um, doing one, I think we had a group of 11 people or 12 and, uh, we didn't get it. We, we made, we tried like two or three times and we didn't, we didn't defeat the Lugia back then. Uh, and well, so uh, that was a bit, my, my first, my first legendary raid ever, I tried to solo it. I didn't know what raids were. I wasn't playing the game for a while. And when I came back to playing the game, the, the raids were out. And I had no clue what it was. And I tried to solo a, a legendary on my own. Didn't work out too well for me. <laughs> I, I really think it would add more depth to the game if they scaled the raids based on the number of people that joined. Mm. Um, you know, to a certain extent. It, it, the, it would lower them if you're the only one to a beatable range um and then it would only scale up to uh to a certain amount like if you like you would cap at like 10 people would reach the highest scaling or something like that um because i think that would do a couple of things number one in scenarios like you were just stating it would actually make it possible to take it down it should still be a hard battle and so getting the balance just right might be hard. Um, but it should be a hard battle, but it should be possible. Uh, and then number two, the Pokemon that you get from it, its CP should be relative to the difficulty as well. And so that would allow you to catch uh, Pokemon that you could use in some of the lower leagues, like Great League, um, when if you had a bunch of people in the raid, you wouldn't uh, be able to use them. So, like, for instance, um, Cresselia is just, uh, uh, depending on when you got it, when Cresselia was first released, uh, it was just barely above that 1500 mark. But if you traded it and got worse IVs, you could um, get it into Great League, just barely. Uh, and so, but if they had it scale, then you could solo a Cresselia and it would be like a level five Cresselia or something like that, you know, a super low CP. And so that would allow more strategy for those that want it. Uh, and also it's not as daunting to those who don't have a community to raid with. Um, so that's just my, my two cents. What do you think about that coach Kev? Uh, yeah, I don't have the popular take on that. I mean, what you just said, I, I could understand, but I have always been an advocate of the original vision of the game was to bring people together. I totally understand that COVID put a big damper in that, and, and it got a lot of people used to playing in a different way. And there's a lot of trainers that didn't even start playing until COVID was out, and so they don't even know any other way to play the game. 
So I, I feel for that, and I understand that. I'm not a COVID denier or nothing like that, but I love this game the way it was and, and the game that I fell in love with. And the reason I fell in love with it was not necessarily for the gameplay, but the friends that I met along the way playing and the things and going out after community day and stuff like that. So any thing that works against that i'm not in favor of i want to see us get back together and i want to see us playing together again and that's what's important to me but i don't judge other people for for feeling other ways i think we're all entitled to play the game our way that we're happy with definitely definitely and i mean like we've we've been talking about it's it's definitely more fun to play with a group the this game is meant for that and it's more it's more social and human beings are social creatures in general so yeah definitely uh definitely more fun to play together um but yeah so you uh need to get going here pretty soon right we got you for about five more minutes right yeah yeah about five more minutes i'll be all right okay uh so currently the event that we've got going on is the water festival um now, I, I know you said this past week you've been just getting out and about, um, but have you had an opportunity to catch some of the, the Pokemon from the Water Festival? Yeah, I actually played it for a few hours today after work uh, before hopping home and, and hopping on this stream right now. And I was able to complete the, the research that they put out. And I did a couple Lapras raids because I do like hunting the, the shiny costumes. I just wish it was a, a dirty hippie Lapras rather than a bow tie, but... <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. But, uh, I I kind of wish the shiny Lapras had a purple scarf, because the the regular Lapras, who is blue in color, has the blue scarf. I think it would be even better if the costume went shiny as well. Yeah, definitely. They they seem to do that with the costume sometimes. Like even the the flying Pikachu with the balloons. Like the balloons didn't change color for the shiny, and I think they should have. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, I think uh, Charles is gonna be like, no, we don't need different costumes. We don't need costumes at all. But uh, I, th I think that would add uh, a bit more fun to the costumes. Um, so yeah, so currently, like I said, we've got the uh, Pokemon Go Water Festival going on, um, and it's got they actually call it a scarf it's lapras wearing a scarf and then we've also got dupiter and araquanid uh have popped into the the game as well i haven't actually found myself uh, a dupiter or Arach araquanid yet have you run into either of those yet yes i i caught about three of them today and um they are they are pretty rare from what i from what i'm seeing but Let's see. I'm looking at my uh, my game right now. Yeah, I have I have three. Nice. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Pretty awesome. And then they've also got shiny binacle has been added to the game as well. Um, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of of binacle, um, but I've got a uh, friend who really likes binacle. Um, the, I've mentioned him on the the podcast before. He's the he's an autistic um, guy that uh, that goes to church with me, and he really likes uh, binacle. Well, specifically, he likes uh, barbarical. Um, but yeah, the <laughs> I I I like that they changed parts of him to to coral. But I don't know if I like the coral and the green 
together. Uh, I, that almost feels like it clashes. I think I like his original coloration better. So um, I kind of I do like the shiny a lot, a lot better than the original. I don't know. It's just something about it that that clicks to me. I th I think he were, he looks too much like candy to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's why I like it because I'm a fan of candy. So. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but yeah, so I, this is the, I think they've done a water festival every year, pretty much. Um, but yeah, and so they've got. Uh, I was mentioning this before the the show officially started, but um, they they have a a global challenge where we need to catch 600 million water type Pokemon. And like always, I, I'm like, yeah, we're, we're going to reach it. Whether or not we, I, I, I think we will actually reach the number. I don't think they've really fudged the numbers sent, uh, besides that first go fest. Um, but yeah, it's just like, okay, we, we always reach these challenges. Are they actually challenges? Well, we're we're over halfway there already. We're we're at three hundred and fifty six million. Yeah, yeah. And I like how they they break it down into minutes. I'm like, okay, we've got almost twelve thousand minutes left. Um, but yeah, basically, we have until uh, Saturday, the twenty first. Um, so that's not even this Saturday. It's next Saturday. At 1 a.m. Pacific time. Hmm. It's That's interesting. They choose the middle of the night for themselves because usually when it's a global thing, they they pander to the California time frame. Yeah. Well, it did start before our water event started. The global challenge started, I guess, when uh, when it started globally. We it started in game for the whole world at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah, and like you said, it started early because the water event didn't uh, technically start until, well, I guess, I guess it was local time, like you said, uh, yeah. May twelfth, ten a.m. local time, and then it goes until Friday, um, May twentieth at eight p.m. local time. So you're probably spot on that they're just uh, the global challenge takes place from whenever the earliest time zone starts the started the event and then it goes until the last time zone finishes the event correct that's definitely what i'm assuming there all right well um i need to be cognizant of your time because you're about to hop over and get prepared for your own stream uh and uh you're uh, you told me earlier uh who's your guest that you're having on your stream tonight actually do a little plug tell everyone about about your stream Okay, so um, I, try, I started, I would say, a couple months ago, maybe three, four months ago. I don't remember the exact date. I wanted to get into trying a little bit of Twitch streaming just to get the community feel back and interact with people. So I started playing games on Twitch, and it wasn't going too well because I concentrate more on the chat than the game I was playing. And I was just basically just sitting there with the game idle. And then I discovered that doing Wayfair reviews is something that I can interact with the community with. So I started doing reviews on there, and it actually became an educational purpose more more than just chatting. Because a lot of people are messaging me in private thanking me for doing that because they've always wanted to do submissions and were nervous. They didn't understand the process. So 
I'm actually helping people at the same time, which which makes me feel good about it. So I'm not looking for a million people watching me. I got, you know, a few people and, and we sit there and we interact with each other. We have fun. Anybody's always welcome to come on if they want to share their screen and do some of their reviews and be on the stream with me. Like for t tonight, I'm having a, the founder of the statewide Georgia Discord for Wayfair. Her name is Sea Princess. She's going to come on and join me tonight. We're going to have some fun and do some reviews together. And, th and that's basically it. And it's just fun. I like interacting with people and I like talking. And Sea Princess is actually here in the chat. That is awesome. Oh, wow, um, there she is. Yep. And, and so uh, that is twitch.tv slash coachkev413, correct? That's that's it, and and I appreciate that. Thank you. And see, Princess, nice to see you in the chat. I'll see you in a little bit, live. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, um, and I'll I'll listen to you in a little bit. And uh, you and see, Princess. One one more thing before before I leave, I will be at the Seattle Go Fest this year. I already booked my airfare and my Airbnb. If anybody wants to hang out, hit me up, um, Coach Kev. 413 at gmail.com DM me on discord t hit me up in my twitch we'll hang out alright awesome thank you again for being here coach Kev it's been a pleasure right. talking to you thanks for having me I really appreciate that alright so um, let's cover a little bit more to go with the water festival um, so as usual, it's going to be all water-type Pokemon. Um, so in the wild, a bunch of the Pokemon are available as shinies. So we've got Tentacool, Slowpoke, Goldeen, Staryu, Magikarp, Meryl, Lotad. Um, I am blanking on Surskit. Surskit's uh, shiny is not available. All the rest that I've mentioned I do have those available. And then there's Carvana, Whalmer, Timpole, Barnacle, um, Dupiter. Dupiter does not have its uh, shiny available. And then the more rare uh, spawns that are going to be available in the wild are going to be Poliwhirl, which I don't know if you can catch a shiny Poliwhirl. Poliwag's uh, shiny is available, but I don't know about Poliwhirl. And then uh, Alola Mola and uh, Mantine, both of which have their shinies available as well. Um, and then in raids, uh, pretty uh, nothing shouts out to me, oh, amazing, uh, other than they do have the Lapras with a bow tie. I mean, a scarf. I'm going to call it a bow tie because it looks like a bow tie to me. It doesn't look like a scarf. Um, in three-star raids... And then the, they've, of course, got Tapufini in the raids as well. During the event, there's going to be double candy for catching Pokemon. Um, and then they do have some new Avatar items. Uh, I haven't actually looked at those in-game other than this little promotional picture here that I'm showing. Um, but it looks like just bandanas, some blue bandanas. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. And then... There's, of course, the um, the challenge bonus, um, so we need to collect that. And then there's also the um, Pony Island special research that's going on as well. Uh, they've been doing special research with each release of uh, one of the different um, Tapu 
Pokemon. So, but yeah. And then in the, uh, yeah, so that, that's it. It's a fine event. I mean, it, it is an event. I'm, I'm happy to try to get myself a Dewpiter. He looks kind of funny. Um, and then Araquanid as well, which is uh, Dewpiter's evolution. So I need to find myself one of them. I haven't, uh, haven't found one just yet. Um, they, one, another thing that Niantic has done, um, so they've, they've been doing this for a little while where they've got, um, community day meetups. Um, but they've got, I don't remember seeing this on their website before where they actually have an interactive map before they've always listed where all the different events were going to be taking place. Whereas this time they've got an interactive map where you can, um, scroll, uh, you can zoom out to see where all of the different, um, physical location meetings are going to be taking place. Um, there is not one in Atlanta, Charles, I'm sorry, who's still, still here in the chat. Um, there's not one in Tennessee either. I think the closest one to us would probably be either, uh, Owensboro, Kentucky or, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, are probably the two closest <laughs> closest to us. Uh, so, yeah, that's a, that's a little bit out of our way for a, a community day. But, uh, yeah, uh, I have talked to Charles. Um, we mentioned that we're probably going to be getting together for GoFest. Um, GoFest is June, is it 4th and 5th or is it 5th and 6th? Uh, 4th and 5th. So June 4th and 5th is GoFest. Um, my current plan, and assuming it's still okay with Charles, is I'm going to come down to Atlanta and play. Uh, we'll do GoFest down in Atlanta, um, similar to what we did last year. Uh, if there is anybody that's interested in joining us for GoFest, that would be awesome. Um, just, uh, send us an email or hit us up on Twitter, or if you're in our discord, um, mention us on discord, you know, reach out to us. We've got a bunch of different ways you can reach out to us. Uh, and yeah, we'd love to coordinate and, uh, meet up with people in Atlanta to, to play, to have fun at GoFest. I, I think it'll be a blast and, uh, we, I mean, we will make it a blast. I don't, I, I don't even remember if, if they're doing anything in Atlanta this year, the one, Last year in Atlanta was kind of meh, the, the, what they had at the park. We, you know, we've expressed that multiple times. But we did our own thing uh, with people who came out to Atlanta, and that was fantastic. That was an awesome time. Um, yeah. And so we would love to, to have people uh, come out and to, um, to visit with us in, in Atlanta again as well. So because we had, we had Barry, we had Mr. Tambourine. Um, we had Sir Amanda and yeah, it was, it was just, it was a ton of fun, um, last year down in Atlanta for GoFest. So, and yeah, kittens and high fives. Maybe you can, uh, you can come this time. Last time, uh, you had a medical issue, a uh, medical emergency. And so, yeah, <laughs> Devo site and hot. Uh, but that is what you're, you're going to get in Atlanta. No, that's definitely true. Although last year it wasn't, it wasn't too bad considering it was Atlanta. Um, but, 
if it gets too hot, we uh, especially around lunchtime, we can uh, ditch off and uh, find ourselves some some cold place to uh, some place with air conditioning to sit down and and grab a bite or something. So it'll it'll be fun. It'll be a blast. Um, <laughs> Rock Charles, uh, it's always hot wherever I am. Um, but yeah, so, so they do have this new interactive map for in-person events. Um, so this one specifically has the in-person events for, uh, the May community day. So, uh, it has those meetups there. Uh, they have put on sale, the GoFest tickets are on sale. Um, so, uh, I'm pretty sure I already, or is it in the events tab? Maybe it's not even in the events tab. Um, yeah, these are old. If you click the events tab, uh, oh, maybe this isn't old, uh, super old because that's uh, that's Pokemon Air Adventures that happened last week, May 7th and 8th in Okinawa. Um, yeah, no, this is this looks new. Uh, I was expecting it to be the the old stuff. So yeah, so they've got on here, they've got the Pokemon Go Safari Zone Seville in Spain, um, which is happening next uh, tomorrow, starting tomorrow in Spain. Um, so it's happening this weekend. And then they've got Go Fest Berlin, which we talked about uh, last week that their tickets had gone on sale, um, and that's gonna be July first through the third. And then they've got the Go Fest uh, twenty twenty two. Sapporo in Hokkaido, Japan, August 5th through the 7th. And those are the ones that they announced have gone on sale. Uh, although, is this going to... I haven't actually looked at it yet, but it looks like it's uh, 3,000 yen, which I don't know what the conversion rate is, so I don't know uh, if that's a good deal or not. Um, but they are they going to do what they did to Berlin, where they've got a bunch of... Yep, they've got a bunch of optional add-ons, the same thing. And so I assume that they're going to do that for all of the different in-person events where they've got the Raid Lover add-on and the Critical Hatch add-on. They're the exact same add-ons as before. So it looks like uh, the biggest thing, the biggest takeaway from these announcements uh, appears to be just the price, the price point and then also um, the specific park where the it's going to be at. So, yep. Yeah, so those ha have officially gone on sale. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I grabbed my, my normal GoFest tickets, uh, the ticket this past week. So there's that as well. Um, and, actually, we have two brand-new patrons from this past week, uh, Imperial Eagle and Zachary Duswarte. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for being uh, for becoming patrons and for supporting us. Um, and I don't think I've seen you mention in the Discord yet. Uh, so yeah, uh, definitely throw your uh, throw your friend code in on there and uh, and talk to us. That would be great. Uh, we actually have two speak pipes for tonight. Uh, we've got one from Caesar. And we've got one from Squid the Beast. Uh, so, uh, Squid the Beast actually reached out to me on, on Twitter today and said, Hey, how do I sp send a speak pipe? And so, yeah. And uh, Charles in the chat, Woohoo! Thanks, patrons! So, yeah. 
<laughs> kittens and, hi and high fives. I spent too much money trying to get a shiny scarf Lapras. It's a bow tie. Can't change my mind. <laughs> All right, so we've got Caesar here. Let's see what he's got to say. Hey, guys. Not sure if you guys have covered this, but I think it's pretty dumb that the Elite TM still can't teach certain moves. So, like, Latios and Latias, they cannot learn those new moves, the Luster Purge or whatever it was called. Um, there's also a few other moves that can't be taught with the Elite TM, like uh, supposedly the Alolan Executor can't learn that Dragon Pulse, I think it was, that it learned when you evolved them during that two-hour event. Um, so what's really the point of those Elite TMs? Oh, man, I did not realize that. I thought the Elite TMs had their whole move pool opened up to them. That is, I 100% I agree, that is dumb. The Elite TMs, with, their, with the price points that they're at, should definitely uh, allow you to pick whatever move you want from any move that they've ever had. I, yeah, I 100% agree with you on that, uh, uh, Caesar or <laughs> Charles in the chat is saying Cesar. Uh, so if that's correct, I'm sorry if I was mispronouncing it before, but yeah. Uh, Divocite says, nor, do, uh, nor did I. I thought they could do everything. You know what happens when you assume? Uh, yeah, no, very much so. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't do PvP, so the Elite TMs haven't really been a priority for me but uh yeah all right let's see what squid's got to say hey joe what time is it oh yeah <laughs> it is time for random trivia and this week i wanted to talk about tapu fini the land spirit pokemon uh tapu fini is the final Tapu Pokemon, the guardian deity Pokemon. It's a guardian deity, a guardian deity of Pony Island. Um, it is a water fairy type. Uh, so like I said earlier, if you run into it in raids, then the best thing to do is to uh, throw electric or um, throw grass type Pokemon at it so that you can take it down. Uh, the Pokedex entry for Tapu Fini says the dense fog it creates brings the downfall and destruction of its confused enemies. Ocean currents are the source of its energy. I wonder if uh, Tapu Fini ever runs into any of the other Pokemon that live, like the legendary Pokemon that live in the ocean, like uh, Kyogre or, uh, or Lugia or anything like that. Um, I mean, I guess they're from different regions, so probably not. <laughs> they swim in a different ocean. Um, I actually really like Tapu Fini's, uh, uh, shiny form. I mean, I, as much as, as I bag on, on Pokemon not having originality when it comes to the shiny form color palette, I, I, I'm a sucker for any of the shinies that, that, uh, are black. It just it just happens. They they look super cool. Uh, so Tapu Fini, uh, it's it's got a shell. It's based off of a swordfish or a marlin, um, but inside it almost looks. So the shell itself looks like a, a star, a swordfish or a marlin, but inside the shell, 
uh, she looks like a mermaid or a siren. And I say she, um, but technically Tapu Fini is um, non-gendered like most legendary and mythical Pokemon. Uh, they don't have uh, a gender. So um, Tapu Fini... Um, again, Tapu is Hawaiian for sacred or holy. So that's all of the guardian de deities. They're holy. And then Finn uh, comes from, or Feeny comes from Finn. Uh, although it could also be a reference to final, uh, referencing the fact that the ruins of hope are where life ends its journey. Uh, and the ruins of hope are on uh, Pony Island, Pony Island being the final island challenge. Um, so yeah, Tapu Fini, awesome stuff there. Uh, Charles, you're in the chat right now. Do you need me to, uh, download that speak pipe or, uh, can you grab it later? And while he's, uh, putting that in the chat, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so show at Pokemon go podcast.com. Uh, if you want to be like uh, Cesar or Squid the Beast, you can go to PokemonGoPodcast.com. On the right-hand side, there's that green speak pipe button. You can leave us up to a minute speak pipe that we can play out on the air. Uh, our sources are over on uh, Reddit, reddit.com slash r slash PokemonGoPodcast. Uh, our Twitter is at PokemonGoPod. You can find us on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, twitch.tv slash Pokemon Go podcast. And actually, on Tuesday, uh, although I am going to be on some vacation soon, but other than those vacations, uh, I've been streaming Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time, um, Pokemon Legends Arceus uh, on our uh, twitch.tv slash Pokemon Go podcast. Uh, if you want to get caught up on that, the VODs are over at our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Pokemon Go podcast. And actually the, uh, the podcast itself uh, tends to get posted on YouTube first. So if you wanted to uh, listen there, then yeah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> Kittens and Hi-Fi says, uh, that he's getting into Arceus, and after the first two hours, it's great. No, yeah, I uh, the first two hour, the first two three hours, it's it's kind of rough. There's so much dialogue, and I get it. They're they're trying to give you a lot of uh, backstory and whatnot, and teach you how to play the game. But there's just so much dialogue. Um, if you want to follow us personally, I am on Twitter at Joseph underscore Ard, and Charles is on Twitter at Rock God of Pod. And you can tune in next week to hear Charles say, I don't know, something like, I hate costumes. Rawr. Ah, Eevee, Flower Crown Eevee. Ah, put it in the fire. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> 